So what's up? Um, I'm good. I've got, can I actually, can we do another quick drink check? We did a drink check earlier while we were listening, but I'm back with different drink. Oh, different? Hold on, I gotta adjust my mic. Okay. Different drink. What are you, what are you sipping? I, right now, I am sipping on, um, I've come back with a water bottle, um, Kirkland brand purified water with minerals added for taste. Let's fucking and go. A um, one of those small yet tall cans of Arnold Palmer, like the the little baby tall can one that you get at Costco. Mm, yes, I'm familiar. And give it a little shake, a little bit of a. That's podcasting. I d- it did not pick up. <laughs> That's brutal. It picked up at least in audacity, so maybe it'll be a little audio surprise. Excellent. <laughs> And I've also got with me my trusty Mio. This week's flavor is strawberry watermelon. Yeah, you put you put your strawberry watermelon in your strawberry fruit Starbucks drink. I saw that. <laughs> yes, I did also put it in a <laughs> in my in my margarita last night. It does a lot. It's versatile. <laughs> Mio is the switch <laughs> of. of <laughs> Of those powdered drink additions. Um, I would consider, uh, well, it's actually a liquid. It comes in this little bean-shaped module, I would call it. Okay, so and it's not exactly, it's not exactly the same as uh, Crystal Light or uh, the Kool-Aid one. No, but Crystal Light does have a liquid version of it, too. Yo, so they got liquid is, Crystal Light now? Yeah, they got liquid light. So what Mio does is it's just <laughs> like a very potent juice in like a little triangular guy. So you're saying I could um, just drink Mio and be and have all of my strawberry juice cravings for the day sated? I get, Well, so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing is is the juice craving the flavor and the concentration thereof, or is it the experience of enjoying the strawberry juice? Like I'm just saying that if you cook uh, if you cook chicken at like 20 minutes for 350 degrees, it's about the same as cooking the chicken for two minutes at five at, at 5,000 degrees. I can tell you exactly right now that I just I don't know the math, but I know that's not the math. I just need you. Yeah, to know right yeah, now the math. That yeah, yeah, the math. The is people are minutes, not on your side. The math is 20 minutes at 350 or two minute two minutes at 3,500. I just I I didn't do the math. I'm sorry. But my 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 um my, my the people who work at my university are going to hear this podcast. And be like, well, we got to kick her out of the math program now. <laughs> you're going to lose your major because I wouldn't shut up about liquid drink. <laughs> <laughs> about concentrated flavor drink. This isn't the first. This isn't the first time that concentrated flavor liquid has cost me a degree, and it won't be the last. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's once again. First, it was what wasn't it? Um. Didn't you get kicked out of the psych psych major at Harvard because you wouldn't stop drinking like concentrated, um, like those like bottles of margarita mix that come without the alcohol? Yeah, yeah, that. And I would also just like squeeze. I would also just like cut a lemon in half and squeeze it into my mouth in class and just go, "Ooh, sour!" <laughs> you were <laughs> the star lawyer too. You were the star. I said psych, but it was a psychological lawyering. It was some really cutting edge stuff. They don't tell you about this at the community colleges. <laughs> yeah, no. This is the. This is what that. This is what that show with uh, the NCIS guy is about. Buff this is what I'm whatever. pretty sure. This is what the Mentalist is about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never seen the Mentalist, but I think so. There's a guy named Red John in it. That's the big bad. I remember Here's that. Here's my question. Here's my question. Sure. Um, if you were, if you were, 
on the television show Psych, would you be like a cool, funny character, or would you be like one of those mean guys? Would like, I, would there's I, two would, would genres I, of I, character on Psych. Would I be would I be a Timothy Amundsen or a James Roday? You're asking me. You need to pick more known celebrities because the furthest down I go is like those Donald are literally Clover. two of the main actors on Psych. Yeah, I don't know who they are. Give me names. <laughs> James Roday is Sean. Timothy Amundsen okay. is uh, the detective whose name the the main Lassiter. detective Lassiter. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wait, yeah. isn't Lassiter the detective? Isn't Lassiter the guy on a uh, Monk? No, Monk is the guy on Monk. No, I know that, but I'm talking about the guy. I'm talking about the guy who's played by Buffalo Bill, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> no, no, because no, I know because uh, Sean always calls him Lassie. Lassie, right? Yes. How could I forget? I'm definitely. I remember we were at like my grandfather's place when the like the series finale of Monk was going on, and my family we were huge Monkheads. You could call us, you know, Monk Fruits, perhaps Stevia. You know what it is, um, and. We, like, we're so into Monk, but, like, my grandpa way out of the way, and he had this old-ass TV that had, like, a big-ass button to turn it on, and it was, like, kind of antennaed, and, like, we were, like, just trying our hardest to watch the ending of Monk, and it was just static the whole time, it would just go out at random intervals, it would be perfect for five seconds, Mr. Monk then, like, would turn green, it was like <laughs> no that just happens in the series finale he gets he gets injected with the hulk virus <laughs> he gets injected with dna mutagen from street fighter the movie he gets injected with broccoli <laughs> he does get injected with broccoli that's true <laughs> and that carries his ocd and that does actually that's facts that's facts i um i actually was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder and then i had some broccoli and um i still have it but Broccoli's good. Yeah, broccoli's pretty. Broccoli. I'm gonna go on record here and just you know I don't care who's canceling me for this one. Broccoli's pretty good. I am a broccolini fiend. I like a broccolini, which is like a baby broccoli. I think. Oh, you like, like a mean, you might you like a mean broccolini. I like so I make a really good broccolini with a recipe that I somewhat pirated from the New York Times by using an ad blocker. Um, <laughs> And it's just, it's just, you throw the broccolini on the tray, boil Uh it up, you know, um, then you take a lemon, you slice half the lemon in circles, put those on there, and um, you get a couple cloves of garlic, just crush them, throw them on the sheet pan, toss it all in oil, squeeze the lemon over the top, and then you put Parmesan cheese. You you want to get like some of the good stuff if you can, but you know Parmesan is Parmesan. Right. Put right, that over I the know. top, pop it in the oven for however many degrees, however many minutes. You can figure uh, it out. It's two two minutes at thirty five hundred degrees. Not two. <laughs> <laughs> definitively not two minutes at thirty five hundred degrees. It's probably like twenty at four seventy five or something. You just leave that in there, baby. Make sure you get some of the Parmesan just left on the pan so it'll get crispy. There you go. That's like veggies for dinner. Then all you got to do is you know get meat or meat alternative that's dinner
morning, everyone. It's your number one uh, uh, General Hospital fan podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah, and I am a slut for General Hospital. And I'm joined this week by your friend, I'm declaring this for you, uh, Mona. Welcome to Doughboys, everybody. <laughs> You told me you were gonna do this bit, and I didn't. I didn't say this in response at the time. But you, I've literally never listened to Doughboys. I literally only know Nick Weiger from How Did This Get Played. Yeah, and I'm Nick Weiger. Welcome. <laughs> Maybe we've got hello, the spoon hello, babe, Sarah. Say say your catchphrase that you say at the start of every How Did This Get Played episode. Um, I uh uh shit shit shit. I, I actually only listen to Doughboys. I have never listened to anything else from him. The catchphrase like, is the catchphrase is just the word edge. Edge. There you go. <laughs> there we go. It's me, Wags, as they call me on Doughboys, yeah, the podcast. They do, they anyways. Do call him, they do call him Wags, I'm certain. This is your first time on the podcast, Mona, so I'm holding you at gunpoint and you have to tell the audience about yourself and what your history with horror movies is. So I am um, tired, mostly, is my whole deal. I'm very yeah. tired. Um, I'm it's, tw- from, it's 2021. I'm from online, mostly, which is kind of a bummer to think about that I have like 3,000 followers or something on Twitter, and so sometimes people will say, oh, I know that post, and I'm like, I wish you knew like the drinks I liked and the things that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... um. I'm, I do video games a lot. I do competitive gaming. I'm involved in just like all sorts of competitive scenes. Yeah, you made a, I'm you making, made a, you made a, uh, an esports team. I did make an esports team that is on indefinite hiatus just due to, um, so here's the thing. I made this esports team, HRG, Hormone Replacement Gaming. Yep. Started as a, I, which I am a member of. Which you are a member of. <laughs> so it started it's in my as bio, a, it's true. It started as a joke between me and a couple of other Melee friends because I was like, this is funny. Me and the other trans babes will start a crew. And so I put out a post that was like, anyone who wants can join my esports team. Then a lot of people were really interested. And my partner at the time was really good at graphic design, like professionally good, and Mm. did some design work for the team. And then it blew up into like this massive thing when i thought it was just going to be like a local melee joke and it was fun it was cool at the time but it was also something i was incredibly not prepared for right it's like no one thinks you're gonna actually blow up it was just you know but so my history with right, horror that, that's movies, why that's why that's why every popular tweet has wow this blowed up on it check this yeah. website out and then it's <laughs> soundcloud.jeff they either they either post a, they either post a link to crouton.net or a projector screen to buy on uh not quite ebay <laughs> or like or you know those cool ocean lights slime yeah they do the, love those. the fate the the thing that pulls blackheads forcibly out of your nose i didn't know about that that, that's under some viral tweets. It's bad to look at. Um, seems like a, seems like something to be useful though. Maybe I should listen. I to mean, those, maybe I should listen to the people making those responses to viral tweets. I used to use some of those things actually. I I had a blackhead problem, but um. So my history with horror movies. You were saying um, I'm a little bit wimpy about horror. Actually, I am not great with horror, but I am also just incredibly very awesomely autistic. This is an awesome thing for me. It's made my life cool. But I also, 
I, I've said it, I said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. Autism is poggers, and I love having it. Is it is poggers. It's poggers, and it's cool, and it's dope. But so one of the things I would do as a youngster was I was interested in horror movies, would but I was also Wikipedia very articles? scared of them, and I would read so many Wikipedia articles. Yep. yep. I, I went down so many lists of so many random Wikipedia articles. I read through, like, the whole Wikipedia summaries of the entire Saw movie franchise, uh-huh. and, like, I can tell you basically what happens i've never seen a saw i saw part of one on television once it scared me so i watched something else <laughs> yeah i did that with um the font before i became a huge final destination fan of the movies proper mm-hmm. i used to do that just like stay up late like scaring myself into not being able to sleep by reading like the the wikipedia like because the wikipedia entries used to be like this is i'm talking like a decade ago when i was doing this probably shot more. by shot it was gory <laughs> Yeah, it was not like the five the, the succinct five paragraph summaries that you're used to seeing now. It was like no, th- it was like a, then, it was a wikia. Yeah, and then the two girls get into the the tanning beds, and uh, a CD uh, the CD rack. No, no, the the melting of their slushy causes the thing to overheat, and the sparks make something fall over, and the the shelf rack that's holding their CDs wedges in between the two girls, and they can't get out of their trap their their tanning yeah. beds. And they explode, and it's horrible. And like yeah, exactly. that, <laughs> that, but like times eight, because that's how many characters died in that movie. Yeah, and actually, now that I think about it, Final Destination Two was one of my original favorite, like scary ass movies. It was one of the only ones I would watch, and I don't know why. It was just like my brother had it on at one point, and my brother was a big Final Destination enjoyer. You saw, so, like, you saw, you saw a man get a ladder through the eye, and you're like, oh, poggers. I was like, yeah, this is a pretty Pog champion movie, is what I said. <laughs> and you know what? I wasn't wrong. But, like, then I, you know, started watching a little bit more stuff on the urging of actually, um, coincidentally, the reason I know about this show was I listened to Jim Sterling's podcast back in, like, 2010, 2012. Oh, yeah, this guy, this guy is kind of a Jim Sterling-looking kind of guy, huh? He is a Jim Sterling-looking and somewhat acting and sounding kind of guy in, yeah. like... The character Jim Sterling, not the human Jim Sterling, but I was, um, I was like, so Jim Sterling recommended Pontypool, which was, which is my go, go to horror movie. Without a doubt, Pontypool is my number one. Um, just cause I think it's cool and uh-huh. it's not so scary that I can't watch it. Uh-huh. I think it's a good movie. Um, and then they recommended at some point, just everyone check out Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And I checked it out, and it was incredible. And this is where we're at. Here and now. Um, In the Dark Place. I, I just learned two extremely uh, unfortunate things about this this show. Are, okay. Which is that Graham Linhan was in two episodes of it, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> well... It was. It did have the the guy from the IT guys on it, so it makes sense. But you know, whatever. yeah, that does make sense. But you know what? It's fine because we didn't notice him, and he's probably busy just haranguing a cashier about his coupon for his like ingredients to make fettuccine for one or whatever. Yeah, and if if if, if that har- if that like argument goes back and forth more than like two minutes, Glenn is just going to start calling them a TRA. 
<laughs> he's just gonna be like, hold up one second. I'm going to handle this. And it, no, he'd be like, oh, I know this right mess. And then pulls out his like Blackberry scrolls with the little ball to the web browser, furiously tapping in Mumsnet. And then he's like, TRA in the grocery line and all the turves who are just incredibly tired of him are like, Graham, please, can you just stop? You you've got you've got a problem. You get you gotta go. Breaking down crying in the grocery lane. You know how it is. Yeah. Anyways, so we this week we watched Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is I in my head I had uh, I thought this was the show that they had run in the UK as like the that show whatever I can't remember what the name of it was but like that show that was like basically the modern equivalent of the day of the Earth, of um of uh the the War of the Worlds radio broadcast that like yeah that uh, that horror TV show that was supposed to be a spoof but it just like scared the shit out of everyone watching who, who thought it was real incredibly not that this is incredibly yeah. not that show this is not that this is the this is the I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards show. Yeah, this is that I would say is the most famous line from this show. And I think a very important line to just understand the psyche of Mr. Garth Marenghi of Mr. Marenghi, doctor, visionary, dreamweaver, horror author, and now actor actor, plus actor. Um, So I I just I just want to read this. So the the. The, the 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 core of the story is there are, it's this isn't a movie it's six episodes of a TV series and the the, the gimmick of it is that it's like uh, Garth Marenghi played by Matthew Holness shows up and is like he, he's doing some like Stephen King-esque shit and is just like talking to the camera and is like okay here's a here's another spooky story from my terrible dark place TV series that never quite made it to air. It's like, yeah, it's like a masterpiece theater setup or whatever. It's right, like, but right. the plot is that TV was just so dog shit at that time that they were like, fine, whatever. Pull it out of the dungeons. Yeah. We got to put um, something on the air. And Garth Marenghi plays a, plays Dr. Rick Daglas, a, a doctor at the Hospital of Dark Place. Uh, and just, I'm really enamored with this line on the Wikipedia. Uh, Daglas is a Vietnam and Falklands war veteran and former warlock. <laughs> <laughs> and it's incredibly accurate, though, is the thing. Very true. Yeah. Is, the setup is like of a ho- of a hospital drama, but the heart is of a very bad police procedural. Yeah. And the soul soul is that of a genius so we should talk about our first episode which was what was the first episode the first episode was once upon a beginning i believe is what it's called yes that's right we once upon a beginning and we meet our main cast we meet uh well we, we get our introduction first which is the the this one's gonna be kind of disjointed because the each of these episodes has very little plot and just a lot of jokes and like mm-hmm. a lot of very funny a lo- yeah, it's very scary. Very scary. Um, we've got we've got Garth Marenghi, who's playing, who's also playing Doctor Rick Daglas. We've got uh, mm-hmm. Richard Ayod Ayade as uh, Dean Lerner, a- and who is a- as Thor- Thornton Reed. Right. So Rick Daglas, sorry. So Garth Marenghi is terrible horror author turned television producer. Mm-hmm. Dean Lerner, the guy who produced this television series i assume paid for it 
and also got a role as the hospital administrator Thornton Reed. Uh, we got Matt Berry as Todd Rivers as Dr. Lucian Sanchez. He's the cool buddy cop. He's got a very like his voice sounds like this the whole time. And yeah. like part of the genius of the show that I'm sure we'll get further into later is that almost all of his lines sound like they were recorded on a completely different microphone yeah. in a different place and probably mm-hmm. time. Yep. Uh, and we also have uh, Alice Lowe as Madeline Wool as Liz a- Dr. Liz Asher. We sure do, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And so, did you want to start with the with the summary of the first episode? Then, sorry. Yeah. Well, the first episode is there is a there is a uh, a hellhole that's opening up in hospital. Uh, right and due to um a haunted the... cat no 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 so in oh right no no it's not the haunted cat i'm sorry i watched we watched this two days ago and my notes are not as detailed as no I'd like you're to totally be. fine so what happens is um madeline wool as liz asher i believe that was her name right yes dr liz asher as dr liz asher comes to get the um the hospital job, she says. She says she comes in and says, I'm looking for the hospital job. I just graduated from Harvard, Yale. I aced all my semesters and got an A. When can I start? <laughs> and I love to graduate from... I, I got thrown out from Harvard, Yale. <laughs> you sure did. We've actually just discussed this earlier. <laughs> for your for your margarita issues. <laughs> nice. Um, and so the um, she gets the job and immediately shakes the hand of Sanchez and has a vision. And which she's, she's quasi psychic. She's quasi psychic, which more or less pans out to them screaming at each other as the camera zooms in and plays wah, 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 noises for a solid 20 to 30 seconds. <laughs> Sustained. It's pretty good. It's pretty the whole good. time. It's really incredible stuff. It's really groundbreaking stuff, actually. Yeah. Uh, and he... So Dr. Rick Douglas's very good friend, uh, who's a patient at the hospital, uh, explodes. And it's very sad. He's very sad about it. It's incredibly frustrating. Because be. the... But the man is also like a hellhole, so he needs to die in order to seal up the hellhole that's causing the bad things to come through to Dark Place Hospital? So, no. So here's what happened is, um... This was Rick Douglas's old friend, I, the Dark Place expert. <laughs> yeah, again. yeah. Take, you, you take Rick this Douglas's, Dark Place expert. Rick Douglas's dear old friend, Renwick, I believe was his name, came in and, um, he... Was in the hospital after, I believe, taking an axe to a trout farm. Um, which is the beginning of many confusions this show has over whether it is a police drama or a hospital drama. Just mm-hmm. crimes immediately going to hospital. But um, And then he stands in the middle of his room, screams, and combusts. And this is a bad thing. Because he, in a past life with Rick Douglas, 
had opened a hellhole and Rick had left to go wash his hands. And by that point, it was too late. The hellhole had, I believe, manifested inside of him so that now that he exploded, the evil hellhole is now in the hospital. And so they have to burn what remains of his body to seal the hellhole. Right. It's just like the end of Alien when they have to burn the the robot guy's head. I have seen Alien, definitely. I've not it's seen also, Alien. It's also like the end of the famous uh, Mega 64 Halloween video, Game Face. <laughs> God, it really is like that, though. <laughs> I'm so glad you understood my Game Face reference. It's important that I understand the Game Face reference, but not the Alien reference. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, some things are more pervasive than Alien. Sometimes, the thing is, to watch to, to watch Alien, you need to sit down for like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. So, to watch The Untenable. Legend of Game Face, you have to watch like a, a very funny six minute video. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's just built different. Shouts out! To, shouts out to Mega sixty four Legend of Game Face. Shouts out to uh, shouts their, out. their recent uh, Evangelion in five minutes or less video, mm-hmm. which was uh, twelve minutes long and extremely funny, and got me on. And it like it it unsealed the Pandora's like like I, I talk about this often, but um, I when I watched Evangelion back in twenty twelve, it was mm-hmm. um I watched it all in about a thirty six hour period. That's all the episodes end of Evangelion as well as the rebuilds that were out at the time, which were just one mm-hmm. and two. Um, and then my brain just locked that information all in this black box. And I have not, like, the only things I can, I could remember about Evangelion before this past week when I started rewatching it with a friend was that, like, I kind of liked Toji. Jet alone was a funny looking guy. I liked Asuka. She's, she's cool. That's it. That's all my brain could remember. Like, my, everything else is just, like, clamped shut. And now the Pandora, and now I'm rewatching it and, like, the box is opening again. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh I've fuck, actually... I forgot about all these guys. I forgot about Toji's camera friend. I forgot <laughs> I about actually... I, I had somehow completely forgotten about Misato. <laughs> yeah. How I I cannot imagine forgetting about Misato. Yeah. Me, now that me. I'm now that I'm rewatching it, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually started watching Evangelion for the first time in 2021 this past week. And let that? me tell you. Huh? How's that treating you? It's treating me really good and then really bad. Yeah, it's... I it's, I have so the, many... We can't get into this. We cannot get into this. It's not a good show. It's not a good show. We're canceling it. It's an Evangelion podcast now. It's not a good show, but it's a good show. It's an it's, incredibly good, very important show, and it sucks shit. It's... Yeah, I just... It's... I just didn't need to see that many teenagers boobs. That's it. That's just yeah, what I feel. That's just my personal yeah, opinion. Yeah, you that yeah, that's yeah. And that's the show the, just trying really, really, really hard to show me Misato's feet, and I don't feel the need to I I mean like thank you, but like <laughs> I don't know. It's not it's not what I'm here for, certainly. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we, we we've only gotten to the five episodes deep in our in our in in my watch along with my friends, so we haven't we haven't seen any teenager boobs yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad. Actually, no, I think we may have we may have seen a Ray Titty once at this point. Well, I'm you know sure. what? <laughs> I think we can stop talking about teen boob now. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> how does how does this episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place end? Even so, the way it ends is. Dean Lerner 
as Thornton Reed refuses to um, burn the body. And the so, body of Larry. The body of the guy who died and by exploding. And he... Then, at the funeral, sits up out of the coffin and just starts flailing and just shouting. Yeah, and then, Upon- Doc- and then Dr. Rick Daglas uh, pulls out his gun and just blasts the corpse... Yeah, uh, just, he pulls out his revolver, and the, the 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 dead guy's mom like jumps in front and is like, "No, you can't!" And he, so he clips her in, in the slow stomach. motion. This entire thing is in slow motion, right? And they remark on this, uh, not this episode, but I think in the next one, with that like uh, the the show's runtime was a couple of minutes short, so they just tried to add slow motion wherever it could. <laughs> yeah, um, like, and so he he pulls out his gun. The gra- the mom is like, "No, don't shoot my son!" And then he plugs her in the stomach, which knocks her away. And then he blasts the he blasts the corpse again. And then, upon which we cut to a shot of Thornton Reed in an entirely different place, entirely, just shooting a shotgun repeatedly into the ether. And then it cuts back to Rick also shooting Thornton, hands in his pockets, wearing a different coat, standing there. Cuts back to Thornton, blast him with the shotgun. Cuts back to Rick with a flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Incredible, incredible stuff. It's really good. It's really important, I think. I think this is important media. <sighs> so episode two is Hell Hath Fury, which... This episode starts with uh, Dr. Daglas, uh, 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 Dr. Liz, and uh, the temp all standing, the new temp just out, all standing in line mm-hmm. for ch- the chicken lunch that, that they're all so excited for. And then <laughs> Dr. Daglas walks up to Liz and like says, hey, fuck you. I'm, and then knocks, knocks her tray Everyone's out her very hand. pissed the chicken lunch is taking so long. Everyone's yeah, mad. Uh, and then the chef stomps out and is like, hey, who's making a ruckus out here? And then smacks the tray out of Liz's hand again. Um, they Which, do a lot of, in between these shots, it's important to note that... Um, the tray is very obviously glued together. Tray is very obviously glued together, and a banana keeps manifesting and disappearing from that plate. Yeah. Like, there's a plate on there, there's no plate, there's a banana on it, there's no banana. Yeah. It's really incredible stuff. It's just tremendous. Um, the the and then uh, the chef gets like bonked with a ladle and hit with a fork uh, by that are being manipulated by a psychic energy while he is doing his chicken dinner making, chicken lunch yes. making, chicken uh, meal, chicken meal. Cause, yes, because this is the other thing about Dark Place is that the timeline of when it like is happening in like in the universe is incredibly inconsistent. The shots are filmed in daylight, then nighttime, 3 a.m., whenever. It doesn't matter. And Dr. Rick always watch out, walks out to the roof at the sunset. That's true. At the end of every episode, no matter how long or what day it has been. Yeah. He ends on the ep- uh, in sunset staring out over the roof, which is like, you know, a roof in the spirit, I would say, <laughs> with the heart of the rooftop in the room. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's very yeah. clearly that's a really, not outside. That's a really good descriptor. It could have been the same set and I would not have been surprised. Yeah. So. Uh, the, the chef is played by this... Stephen Merchant, I'm just learning. Yes. And he's very upset that someone would question his chicken dinner. Yeah, his chicken meal. 
His chicken... Ch- <laughs> chicken sustenance, as it were. Yeah. But so, the, the, the bulk of this episode is various objects being levitated and thrown towards the um the various cast members yeah and it's 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 very clearly liz doing it because of Mm -hmm. psychic energy and pms also the Mm -hmm. one of the things that i really didn't love about this show like i i get the joke that they're going for with how everyone treats liz but i also Mm -hmm. feel like they do that one like a lot a lot like i yeah. get it but also it's like every other joke i feel like is just like something something that's like exceptionally misogynistic on purpose and i i don't know it just it just was i was just a little bit oversaturated on like comically stupid misogyny on purpose i think that makes sense i think to me the thing that i enjoy about the show is its ability to um portray someone as just a just a truly miserable sack of shit without allowing itself to feel any sympathy for him whatsoever that's which i think is lacking in most of the shows that kind of have this like oh you're not supposed to like him because you know like breaking bad rick and morty whatever you want to talk about at the end of the day it's kind of like you kind of like this guy I can't believe and anyone. I, I can't believe people still pull out the argument that you're not supposed to like Rick, Rick and Morty. Like, I'm. Yeah. I, 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 I've talked about this before. I'm. I'm going to show my hand a little bit. I have watched the first three seasons of Rick and Morty, and I kind of liked it. I thought. Yeah, it, so I, I. I, it was I think fine. I think it's pretty funny when Justin Roiland is not talking to Justin Roiland. I think that I, yeah. any scene when it's just Rick and Morty, it's miserable. But if there's other people for them to bounce off of, it's good. Yeah. And yet, despite that, all of the best episodes are just when are just ones where Justin Roiland is extremely clearly improvising with himself for an entire episode. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But um, I, I never feel... I, like I I can never evac like I can never get two brothers and a tornado and suddenly a media <laughs> like that's that's just living in my head at all times. It is. It is. It's incredibly good. It's really good. But so my thing, the thing I like about Dark Place is that it kind of just, um, I don't know. I very much, I'm fascinated with the character of Garth Marenghi as just this self-absorbed, just useless asshole who is still somehow obviously stumbled into some sort of success. Yeah. Man, am because, I right? Man, am I right? Oh, Craig just, Craig just said, okay, I'm done recording this stupid podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Craig just said, fuck these fruits. Honestly, Craig, I get it. Craig, <laughs> hey, buddy. Felt that. I wish Craig would fuck these fruits. I'm, I'm, I'm hard up for human contact right now. I'll take what I can get. He's like a teddy bear. Are you trying to... Sorry, one second. Can I... One second. So, like... Are you just looking at Craig and trying to see what's going on with him? I am pulling up an image. And I need you to tell me right now how this makes you feel how like if this this is like what gets you going based on craigery based on your craig proclivity all right i'm putting it in general oh god how's that make you feel? <laughs> how's that make you feel <laughs> that gets you going feeling like you're about to graduate for for reference, uh, Mona has, in general chat, put an image of the little bear from uh, Kanye West graduation album and also Kanye West good morning song music video. Yeah, the graduation bear. Yeah. I just need to know if this is like, 
a thing. I mean, not really. Would you? Like maybe if maybe if it wasn't Kanye West's persona, po- it's possible, but I, I don't think that would improve the rates. Listen, what if I'm he just apolo- saying. What if Kanye apologized? What's that? What if Kanye said sorry? I mean, I feel I don't feel like I'm a person. I like I don't think that I am the one Kanye needs to apologize to. <laughs> what like, if he I, was really sorry? No. <laughs> I don't want to get into this hypothetical. I'm not fucking Kanye West's persona, no matter what. Are you sure? I'm not touching that man's bear. Okay. More for me? (laughs) This is not... I, I need to be clear, I'm not going on the record stating that I would get down with the graduation bear. Because I wouldn't. I, I'm showing my hand here. I would not also get down with the graduation bear. I just can't uh, Kanye, do it. Kanye, no West is, Kanye West is right now doing that the, the meme of like the guy rip, tearing off his headset in frustration. <laughs> That's true, actually. Kanye is in this server. He was. He's um. He's actually he's, just he's chilling Craig. in the voice channel Craig. quietly. <laughs> no, that's Craig. It's, he's Craig. <laughs> Kanye's waiting for his episode. Re- you re- if you rearrange the letters in Craig, you get Kanye. It's true. I've done it just now. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Liz has developed psychic powers and people are like, the, the people are deciding, oh, this must be the new temp thing. The temp who is like only, sh- only shot from like neck up half the time. Yes, yes, yes. It's only shot from like neck, maybe even chin up the whole time. There's tons of negative space above him and he's just the most generic looking human you could imagine. It's incredible. It's great. And so one of the things this show does really well is it does very weird, very hyper-specific things to make it to make itself worse in a way that most people wouldn't even think of. It's constantly swapping between like audio quality. It's constantly doing very tiny cuts where scenes were very clearly stitched together badly. It's constantly like misplacing props, adding them in between scene transitions, things like that, where it's like a scavenger hunt almost to see how much just like genuinely loving care was put into making this the worst possible television program. Yeah, it's really, like, they really just went above and beyond on making this look like dog shit. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) it's incredible. It's like the amount of effort that had to have gone in, and also the amount of just, like, three guys sitting in a room laughing their asses off writing this that must have happened. Really, honestly. Uh, so what happens next in the in 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 this episode? I I truly do. Hold on, let me let me let me look at my notes to see if I can elucidate anything from what I wrote down two days ago. I do know, but I would also be fun. I would also be fine just letting you figure it out. Oh God. Um. So basically, what happens no, no, is sorry. Sorry, I just tried to decipher my notes. We've got we've got the mis- I wrote the misogyny episode. <laughs> It is the misogyny oh, episode. This, this, um, this is jumping back a little bit, but this this does up this does open with a line that did make me laugh, uh, which is uh, uh, Garth Marenghi looking at the camera and saying, "I believe that in forty years we could see our very first female engineer." <laughs> right? No, wasn't it? Um, we could see our very first woman mechanic, and she might even be- yeah, yeah. Um. 
But Liz does not show, like the way she's the Liz does not like the way she's being treated. So she is like doing Carrie type shit all over the hospital. Shit, we need to yeah. do Carrie on this podcast. Constantly, I would love to do Carrie. I would love to do an episode of a real scary movie that doesn't. Oh, <laughs> that's next not like out, this. Next time I put out the call for episodes, uh, you you are you are in. Pog champ. Okay, so what happens is she's just constantly just tossing things at people. Dean is trapped in his room against the wall with a desk, and she kills the temp. She just she, murks him with, like, expl- 20 screwdrivers. Yeah, she fills him with holes. Uh, she, they, <laughs> uh, Dr. Rick San- or Dr. Sanchez also gets uh, his face burned by a floating cordless iron, which has a very big cord on it. An incredibly large cord, yes. It's funny. It's funny as hell. <laughs> and then... What do they throw at her? They just, like, hit her in the head with something, I believe, and she just falls down to the floor. Yeah, because she's, she's floating up there, like, at the end of Hereditary when the mom when the mom flosses her own head off. Um, yeah, and so the th- thing about this is that she is, like, wiggling back and forth like one of those gifs from Tumblr in 2013 that's supposed to look 3D. Yeah. Just the whole time. Yes, that's what that is. That's what that's what, that's what that is. Um, yeah, she, she, she plugs the, she plugs the temp full of holes and then apologizes to everyone for, uh, I, Hey, I'm sorry that I went crazy sticko mode. I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. then, then brackets men laugh as the subtitle. And then the, I think the, and then Rick Daglas goes up on the roof and is like, Oh, I'm doing a monologue cause I'm British. And he does a British monologue and he goes and like, Whoa, and, and, the, and that's the end of the episode. I um it it was around this point where I I like I, I knew I know who Richard Ayade is, mm-hmm. um and like I've seen some episodes of um oh what the fuck was it? the IT what was the, the IT name the, crowd the IT crowd thank you um I've seen a few episodes of that so I and I've heard him around before but I was like when we were watching these first episodes I was like this guy's voice sounds so fucking familiar hold on I just put my mic again. This guy's voice sounds so fucking familiar, and I can't place it. It was because I'd watched Soul the night prior, and he has a large acting role in the movie of Soul. Yeah, and interestingly enough, this is actually a direct prequel to that to that movie. Yeah, God, I, I it takes place in the same universe. They don't interact, but it's there. I just I have you seen Disney Pixar movie Soul? I have not seen Disney Pixar movie Soul, but I heard that Tina Fey sucks in it. I think Tina Fey is like, I think she's like fine in it as like just doing acting, mm-hmm. but like the core concept is like, it's like, you know how Disney has a, you like, we all, we, everyone knows that Disney has a track record of turning their non-white protagonists into non-humans. You know, you've got Brother Bear, yes. Emperor's New Groove, um, mm-hmm. Princess and the Frog. There was another recent one that I can't quite recall. The Pigeon one. Yeah, I don't think I think that one was I think that one was Blue Sky, but um, that that does also apply. Yeah, um, this one uh, does turn Jamie Fox uh, into a cat, but also Tina Fey goes into Jamie Fox's character's body, and we spend an hour of the movie with Tina Fey's voice coming out of a black man's mouth. <sighs> Didn't she do that enough on Thirty Rock? <laughs> Did she do blackface on Thirty Rock? <laughs> no, but it was her writing. Uh. Oh, good joke. Good joke. Thank you. Thank and you. I just, I, I, I would love I to deconstruct that show. I don't understand, like, that, 
I don't want to get too into it. I just like I've been reeling with that with that filmmaking. Like I can't. I honestly like kind of enjoyed the movie, but like that one decision was just like had me with my head in my hands. I was just, like, how do you like, make this decision? How do you? We didn't have to do this. It's it's very much like a a situation of doing an incredibly cool skate trick, but the skateboard is a rake, and then you step on the rake at the end. <laughs> Sure, sure, we can go with that. Oh, God. Anyways, so now we got episode three, which is... Well, my first note for it is Garth's Freaky Balls. I don't yeah. know what that means, but he I'm sure that means something. I think um, it's... we. This episode is yeah. about uh, uh, Garth's friend who's in the hospital who gets fucked by an eyeball alien... And then yes. dies and gives birth to a little eyeball alien son. Yes, that's who what rem- happens. Who reminds, who reminds Garth of his uh, half-grasshopper, half-human son, who died immediately but also survived to, be, uh, to, to play volleyball with his dad at the age of like 10 or so. Yeah, so he reveals later in the episode that his grasshopper son died by doing a very big hop and then hitting some helicopter blades, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's really how he died. So funny. He did a bit. He did a big jump and then died in some helicopter blades. But the funny thing to me about Garth's relationship with his grasshopper son and his um, adopted eyeball son is that he's projecting all of this onto this eyeball son who has never spoken, just exists as a round object. That everyone else in the hospital is like, we got to get rid of this thing. Yeah. Um, And he treated his son like just shit in the flashback. Where, yeah, the, like, flash, the flashback, because was... they're playing volleyball together, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Rick is just like spiking it and blasting it into his son's face. And he like loses is, is this the thing. <laughs> then they play badminton and he loses at badminton and he like takes the rackets and takes down the net and his mom takes the kid inside. And it's like, this is the thing to me that speaks a lot to the character of Garth Marenghi as a whole of this author that is so sure of himself that he can't even consider the idea that he's wrong even a little bit where he writes this character that's this idealized version of himself and this character is still treating everybody else around him like absolute dog shit because he literally doesn't know or doesn't care enough to realize that he looks like an asshole yeah it's like, I'm just a big fan of this show because I have known in my time some of the types to be like the the guy who's like very artistic and so tortured and cannot consider anyone else outside of him. Overkind and this is, type. I believe, yeah, and this is, I believe that, you know, to an extreme. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I, I did have my complaint about the misogyny thing earlier, I, I, but I do agree with, like, the rest of it. Like, he is, like, it is so, like, if anyone goes through this and could some, like, obviously there's a, it's a parody happening, but, like, mm-hmm. if someone could get through this and be like, wow, I fucking love Dr. Rick Daglas, he's so cool, um, I don't think that, I can't, I cannot envision that happening. Like, I just think, yeah, people, people couldn't, people would not say that about Rickard Morty. Yeah. 
And I think that's part of what the show does so well is, and I think the structure of a very limited series is good for this show because any more than six episodes would end up just treading the same ground. Right. I think, think, yeah, I think this is the longest, yeah, the most episodes they could have made without going over the, um, I do just want to bring up real quick. Um, do we think that the fact that Rickard Morty character name is Rick Sanchez means anything? No, I don't. I th- okay. I don't. But it would be pretty funny if that was a reference to this to this to this show. <laughs> it would be funny, but like, you know, this is a pretty like it's, you know, your favorite comedian's favorite show type deal, you know. It's yeah. like not actively that, but it's like, you know, the it's one of those things that the people who know what's up love it. Yeah. And some of those people are my friends on Twitter who say it's a good show. So you know what? They know what's up. Yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm scrolling through the trivia of uh, Rick and Morty uh, uh, Wikipedia. Richard for and Morton. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Reddit.com slash r slash dark place. Post titled Rick and Morty. Rick Daglas, <laughs> Lucian Sanchez. Haha, <laughs> I know it's as far as a guest can go, but it just caught my attention. The soundtrack for the intro kind of reminds me of Rick and Morty as well. No comments. This thread is archived. <laughs> That's really all I good stuff. <laughs> really sorry, cool, sorry, really cool sorry. stuff. Let me see. Is this just r slash dark place? I'm uh, going into yeah, Reddit. Reddit.com slash r slash dark place. I'm taking a Reddit adventure. It's taking 20 seconds too long to load. Okay, here we go. We've got a post three days ago. According to Wikipedia, Matthew Holness, parentheses, Garth, Garth Marenki, is an, quote, an English comedian, writer, director, vis- dreamweaver, visionary, plus actor. Now, I'm sure that if I go to Wikipedia, we will see that this has been changed or has been... Okay, yeah, so let me check. This post was made three days ago. Let me see the edit history. And three days ago, someone edited the <laughs> page to say that roughly around the time this reddit post was made i wonder who could have done this <laughs> could you imagine logging on to a subreddit that is barely active to vandalize wikipedia in order to get 32 reddit point God, the 32 Reddit points is so many Reddit points. That's really not that many. I, 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 I've never used Reddit in my life, and I definitely don't have a Reddit account. Uh, so I don't, I don't know, I don't know that that. I do. It's not a whole okay. lot. It's not a whole lot of Reddit. Gotcha. This is actually a weirdly not unactive subreddit. There is like people posting a couple of times a month. Listen, sometimes you sub sometimes you follow subreddits like that. Sometimes you subscribe to the Red Supre subreddit and some the only thing people post there is like it's been 2 years since a Red Supre video went up. It's been 2 years and a month since a Red Supre video went up. Yeah, I love it when a subreddit dies. I'm a big fan of a barren <laughs> subreddit. I I'm looking at the oh my, the last video, oh my god, it's really I I said 2 years in exaggeration, but it's really been almost 3 years since the last Red Supre video. You know what? That would suck so bad if I knew what that was. You're not familiar with... Oh. Retsupre is a 
Red Super used to be uh, a YouTube channel that was, like, dedicated to, like, basically Mystery Science Theater 3000-ing over, like, really bad Let's Play footage. Okay, hell um, yeah. But they, they felt like that was mean, so they kind of stopped doing that about uh, maybe six or seven years ago. And they pivoted to, uh, well, I mean, they were always doing long plays of bad video games from, like, the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. and, but now that, but then that was their like entire content. Like, so they did, you know, the, their most famous ones are dark seed and dark seed two. Um, they did a really stupid one called Orlando five Oh, which I, I, I quote unquote love. Um, they had a, they had a, a thing called Kickstarter non-starters where they were just like, make fun of really shitty Kickstarters. I, I miss these videos. God damn. They were uploading pretty regularly for a good while. And then they just kind of, well, you know what? Rest in peace to Retsupre. They'll be back. They'll you be should back. you you should if nothing else watch their watch a couple of videos in their uh, a- ambition series. Okay, I will. I will. Anyways, back to the match. Back to Rick Daglas. <laughs> back to Rick Daglas MD. Um, so the episode continues with um him explaining this is how he would um This is his episode about the desire to have a son because he, I believe, can't have a son for, I can't remember the reason, but I do remember he said that he had a disorder in which his balls were way too long. (laughs) Long ball is such like a, it's such like a concern, like, like in gore enlarged ball. Okay. I can picture that. Long ball. You got you got one like spherical nut and you got one hot dog shaped nut. No, no. So the 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 canonical explanation was they quote looked like marvels in a sweat sock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is a pretty funny yeah. show. It's a really funny show. It's a horror show. It's terrifying. It's a very scary show. So what happens to Skipper the Eye Child? I so, they basically there's a standoff what on the is, roof. There's a standoff on the roof. They get in a fight, and eventually, Rick is like, "Fine, I'll give over the child, maybe." And then he like is like, "Hey, buddy!" He like pets the child, and tries to like give him a little gucci gucci goo, and then it bites his finger. And he bashes it on the sink really hard. And he just, like, obliterates it. And then he's, like, crying over it. Like, a solid 20 seconds sustained of him just smashing this thing against the sink. And that's the episode. That's the episode. We're halfway through Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Let's get on to episode four. The Apes of Wrath. This is the one that we watched. Literally my only note for this is monkey time. Yeah, it's just monkey time. More or less what happens is um, there is green water and it is bubbling like a water cooler. And everyone who drinks the water, their hair gets a little longer and they start acting kind of like a monkey. And so... The plot of this episode is Rick trying to figure out how to stop the monkey as, um... Stop the monkey! <laughs> you, you know, like, like Peter as, Gabriel? No, I don't. 
as everyone else around him is turning into monkeys. And mm-hmm. so um, it is revealed that the water is, I believe, mutated monkey pee? Question mark. I be- yeah, I think that's it. Because we see, we see, we see Doctor Sanchez getting a golden shower from an evil monkey. From a, from an evil monkey, who they then chase on a chase through the water and mirror storage, which is a room filled with shelves that all have just cardboard boxes on them that have a picture of a water jug on them, and say water. And also, there are a few mirrors. This is some of the props. This is some of the prop genius that you'll get from this show is multiple rooms just filled to the brim with cardboard box that says water on them. Then they chase the monkey on bicycles that are making motorcycle noises the entire like time through the woods. Minutes. <laughs> two it's full so minutes. Two full minutes. And they are pedaling as hard as they can while they make really bad motorcycle noises and like screeching as they halt and stop like that. Mm-hmm. And they go over various ramps. There's like a rope swing. There's monkey bars. There's like <laughs> two trampolines, two small exercise trampolines to be specific. And then at the very end, out in the middle of the woods, they push this guy through what else but a large stack of cardboard boxes that say water on them. <laughs> <laughs> they get him and kill him. He dies. And then, Monkey Man fucking dies. <laughs> they murder him. Everyone goes back to normal. And they come back to Dean Thornton's office. And they're like, I wonder how this happened. And at that point, it cuts away into a very sped up, like 1.2 times speed recording of two or three of the characters just basically explaining exactly what happened as it just looks at shots of like a bush or like a PA system very clearly. Like we forgot to put any actual explanation in. It's too late to keep filming. We just got to get this out of here. And then immediately cuts back. It sounds like the end of a medicine commercial. It's extremely And that's the end of that episode. That is the end of that episode. Episode five, Scotch Mist, the racism episode. This is a potent episode. Content, hey, hey, content warning, if you are Scottish or sensitive about Scottishness, any sort of Scottish activity whatsoever, Yeah, you're going to need to sit down for this one. The, the episode is the, the Scottish Mist, and it's about a mist that is making people Scottish. Basically, yes. And that's pretty much it. Dr. Rick Douglas uh, saves the day at the very end by walking out into the forest where the, where the mist had descended, meeting the Scotsman who look, at, who look at him and he says, take me, kill me. And he like spreads his, he's, he rips his, his shirt titties. open. Yeah, he pulls out his titties. And then he's like, uh, okay. Um, they, they're like, oh, you are the high, you are a Highlander, parentheses, Scotsman. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then and they so talk the, off, and the mist goes away. <laughs> the plot of this episode is that he, um, 
at one point goes on just a full tirade about how terrible Scotland is and about how terrible Scottish people are. And then later he says, well, the mist is coming for me because once when I was in Scotland, I got in an argument at a chip shop. And then I said a lot of incredibly anti-Scottish things. And now the mist has come for its revenge. Mm-hmm. So he goes out there and makes right what his wrong was. And he he he, he undoes racism. He undoes racism by being kind to the Scottish. And along the way, he gets his hair magically turned red. He gets in a fight with a sentient bagpipe. Um, he, like, gets his pants vaporized off of him or something, and they turn it into a kilt. Yeah. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And the interviews, because this show is, you know, the masterpiece theater type thing. It's got interviews with the whole cast. Not the whole cast, but him... Dean Lerner playing Thornton Reed, and in the last three episodes, um, the guy playing Rick Sanchez. And it's all about um, the interviews are literally just them all defending this episode and saying that people were being terrible to Garth Marenghi for his very potent Scottish commentary on racism. Yeah. At one point, he says... Sometimes you have to be a bigot to take down the bigger bigots, which I didn't know he had a YouTube channel, but sure. <laughs> this is this is what the quartering was like before he grew the beard. I I he says that he um I believe he says, quote, I made fun of the Scottish to disarm them while debating. <laughs> definitely a direct like this, this quote this entire episode is like the blueprint of every single like just asking questions right wing youtuber <laughs> it's it's good it's good and so it, they yeah, solve it's, racism it's, basically it's, it's, it's a very well foresighted uh, parody I think in this one it, it really is it's, it's prescient and then we get our final episode the creeping moss from the shores of Shugoth, aka foreverly, foreverly broccoli-tized and loving it, for, forever fat broccoli tongue, forever fat broccoli legs, broccoli tummy, broccoli ears, big fat broccoli nose. What the fuck are you talking about, Jesse? Are you not familiar with foreverly deletized and loving it? I'm not sure. Well, okay. I have an image that I have to show you, and I'm sorry All about right, it. Alright, hit me with some JPEGs. JPEG me up. I would like a JPEG. <sighs> podcast is on hold. I'm, it's JPEG time. I'm posting forever really deletized in the general server. Sorry to anyone who's looking at this. Just like, what are they talking about? <laughs> let me let me just read this. Let me just read this. I feel like I read this on a podcast <laughs> recently, so I may cut this, but... I'm gonna, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I bet I can do this in one breath. Okay. Do, do like, do, do scuba diver breathing. It's like the two full breaths and then the third breath in. It's like, and then you go.
Forever real, tied up, fat, sparky, enjoying himself, loving the half. He's been fat and fully, per fully complete, permanently deletized and fully wrapped up, tied up, rope mummified, all forever real, tied up, all over from his fully deletized head to his fully deletized feet, a full permanent baloney body, a complete permanent baloney head, two per permanent, permanent baloney and ham ears, two permanent ham lip, a huge thick permanent baloney ham and cheese tongue, two permanent baloney feet, a permanent baloney tail, permanent baloney organs, and per permanent baloney insides. At last, a permanent ham nose. Forever really tied up, fat, sparky, jumps around everywhere and every place, happily tied up, rope, wrapped rope mummified, and fully deletized and licks everyone and everything he can with a huge thick permanent baloney ham and cheese tongue. <laughs> no points for uh, consistency in my accuracy, but at least I said every word in there oh right God. after the first after I fucked it up. God, I'm in pain. You just did just... type racer in real life. <laughs> I'm pretty good at talking fast. Oh my god! I, 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 if, if I get, if I really get going, and I, I I slow myself down for this podcast, but like if I really get going, I can just talk that fast at a normal pace. Can we um, get like a music bot in here to put the rap god beat behind that really quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no! Give me the give me the fucking logic gang related shit. I am beginning. <laughs> okay, so the creeping so, moss, the creeping from the shores of Shadow, which is we find out. Based on, I believe he said, a series of verses. Did he say limericks? I feel like he said limericks, and I don't know why, but I don't think he did. But he, this is based on poetry that Garth made when he was 17. You can see, like, a pencil drawing on, like, notebook paper of, like, some ripped guys and, like, scary things. Yeah. Um, and in this episode... A um, a woman is infected with spores that have leaked in from a vent while the doctor is taking a doo-doo. Um, yeah, and he screams because he forgot to flush, but this woman gets infected with broccoli, and she has to, they have to, she's gonna die, and they have to boil her to save her. And is this the episode where we get the really funny interview thing where they talk about how uh, the actress who played Dr. Liz Asher, uh, Madeline Wool, not the actual, that, not the actual actress, but like Oh, the, no, that the, was actually episode four, I believe. Oh, okay. Or episode sorry, we, four or five. Well, we didn't talk about it, but uh, the, there's a really funny interview moment where uh, Richard Ayade's character is like, yeah, I don't. I don't know where she is. Somewhere in the Eastern Bloc. Uh, and the, it was the, like the interviewer's like, "So you think she's alive then?" And he says, "Oh no, uh, she's probably just, if she got a burial, she's buried there." No, she. It's like something along the lines of like, um, "Oh yeah, I would have loved to have her around for this, but unfortunately, she is missing, presumed dead, <laughs> probably dead. But you know, I hope she's okay wherever she is." <laughs> Somewhere in the <laughs> and Eastern Bloc. At the block. very end of the episode, he's like, "Oh yeah, she's probably." Buried out somewhere in the Eastern Block. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You just like four episodes in, we find out that the main one of the four main characters of the show has just disappeared forever ago, <laughs> and it was not important information up until then. Yep, it's incredible stuff. But anyways, the creeping moss from the shores of Shugoth. Rick Sanchez is horny. He's a horny guy. And what happens is um, he... Um, sorry, my brain turned off. It's okay. So it what happens all the time. is he turns around, he sees this woman that has been infected by broccoli spores, and he's like, damn. Because he apparently later in the episode confesses he has a thing for women who are green. 
And so he gets with this patient as the rest of the cast finds out that the broccoli spores could spread to him. And so it ends up that they have to um, get him into surgery to remove his whole situation before the broccoli spores spread to the rest of the body. Yeah. And then in an episode, in an interview, and then in an interview, he, um, Rick Daglas, played by, of course, Garth um, Marenghi. Garth Marenghi. And his dark Reveals place. that this, Garth Marenghi, the man whose place it is dark, mm-hmm. reveals that this episode is a, um, is a metaphor for, quote, the AIDS. Yep. And... Dean Lerner interjects with his explanation of how plenty of people close to him had been taken by AIDS, including his brother and Freddie, who I can only assume is Freddie Mercury. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then um, later in this episode, in a different interview, they go kind of just back and forth just talking about different names for, you know, a, a person's privates, as it were. Right. Which, you know, the, uh, <laughs> I believe one of them was described as wispy, I believe. Yeah, that does sound accurate. They described it, they said the word wispy was in there, honey, smooth there was just yeah, a lot yeah, going a lot, on there's a, a lot, lot of going really on. funny words about just a lot of really funny words about pussy yeah they just go back and forth about four or five times just rapid fire shooting off various names that you should never refer to the pussy honeyed mound or some shit like that wispy <laughs> <laughs> mound I the believe. sacred v <laughs> The sacred V was my favorite. That's true, yeah. actually. Yes, the sacred V. Yeah, very that's, important. Those are those, the. Also, if you want to list, uh, when I get, whenever I get GRS, if I get GRS, I'm just going to post the uh, that cl- a clip of that scene uh, as my <laughs> as my <laughs> like just as my funny. I got pussy surgery joke post. <laughs> God, I, I gotta, dude. I gotta get one for the bit. But so he, so Rick and uh, Doctor Sanchez are at odds because they are they're they're fighting over the girl basically, and mm-hmm. uh, they have a scrap in a bar and <laughs> which is in the hospital, which is very funny. Yes, they have a scrap at a bar, and then later in after the dean comes and shoots a shotgun into the air twice, and he's like, "You guys better stop this. This is a hospital." Yep. Which is, yeah, it's incredible. It's everything in the world is happening in this bar because, once again, Garth Marenghi is a terrible author who just puts whatever he needs to happen wherever he needs it to happen. And that is it. He just, it, that's it. There is an incredible dedication to any sort of lack of continuity or any sort of, you know, actual hospital work. Mm-hmm. And then they 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 have another scrap in the what they have another scrap because they're like we have to boil her to death and then what what happens that causes the scene where they're all where it's just being described over photographs of everyone? 
Right, that is them fighting Rick to get him into the surgery. That is them fighting Dr. Sanchez, sorry, to get him into the surgery to remove, you know, his whole doodad. And, um... Right, because they have to cut off his penis and kill his kill his girlfriend. They have to cut off his beauty. And he, um... An interview with Dean Lerner reveals that a drink had spilled on that specific tape. So they just have a bunch of stills of him and the rest of them fighting and narrating over it. Over just, like, Polaroid pictures, basically. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that... It shows his girlfriend dying in bed after giving Rick, like, a wind chime that looks a bit like a dream catcher. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's basically like a wind chime if there was a dream catcher in the middle of the string connecting the wind chime to the ceiling. Yeah. And, um, that more or less just kind of (laughs) ends the series. Yep. And it ends entirely without ceremony, which is, it, it, you know, it feels like a canceled show, which I kind of like that it just kind of ends at that specific episode. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, on a scale of zero to five, uh, on a scale of zero to five sacred Vs, how many sacred Vs are you going to give Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? I'm going to give it four. Four? Yeah, I'm, I'm about four. many out of four. There was a lot, like, four, a four lot of a stuff in this made me laugh. I think it's hard to do, like, I, I don't know. I just feel like this lands a lot of parody that I feel like would have been fumbled elsewhere. And yeah, I like it a lot. It's very funny. Really the, I, incredible I, parody of bad horror. Like, intentional, intentional like, uh, production gags are some of my favorite things in the world. Like, intentionally <laughs> awful ADR, like, props just disappearing and reappearing. It's so, yeah. f- that, like, that's that, that's that's never not funny as hell to me. Uh, I'm gonna push At one a, point, oh, go on. in the middle of a shot, um, Dean Lerner's holding a, a cup that is meant to have coffee in it. It's very clearly empty. It then randomly switches to a shovel covered in blood and then switches from one shot back to him. He's once again holding the cup that once again is meant to have coffee in it. And he just crushes this styrofoam cup and obviously it's empty and nothing comes out. Stuff like that. It's constant in the show. Yep. Oh God. It's, it's just, it's just really funny. I want to watch this again with a different, with a different person to just like notice different jokes. Yeah, um, it's a, it's worth your time. Uh, it's all on YouTube. It's about three hours. Yeah, it's on YouTube. No subtitles on the YouTube one though, which was a little bit of a headache. Uh, we had some questions. We did have some questions. We had some questions from the tweet machine. All right. So this question from Ask Me About hashtag Land Back at Flourishcaster underscore. You are conscripted to produce an American remake of Dark Place. Who do you cast? What would you change? I, ch- I, I, t- I lighten up the misogyny jokes a little bit and change nothing mm-hmm. else. Dr. Rick yes. Douglas, Dr. Rick Douglas will be played by Jack Black. I don't know about the rest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for me, again, I take a little bit off the misogyny. I think, um, I, yeah, nothing else really needs to be changed, honestly. Who, um, who, else, are you, who else are you fan- I make I, it a little less horny. Um, I, I cast... I- um, Dean I personally, Lerner, I would throw, I, I would throw Lakeith Stanfield in for Dean Lerner. Mm-hmm. I just think he could do a funny job of it. I, I, I think Lakeith Stanfield is a really good and versatile actor and I'd love to see him like schluck it up like in something like this. Like I it was want, the best part um, of Death Note, the movie. Here's who I want for Dean Lerner and hear me out because I want him to also direct this series. Um, I want Jordan Peele. 
Okay, that would all. Want, oh god, that this, Dean Lerner is I essentially want, just a Key and Peele character. He really is. He's just this weird, awkward little dude who is constantly smoking a cigar. He is incredibly funny and incredibly self-assured for no reason. He's just like he's a weird little nerd, and Jordan Peele is incredible at playing weird little nerds. Um, I think David Cross could be a good. I mean, D- David Cross just kind of looks like Doctor Sanchez if you in the in the promotional image that they put out for this. I would like, or David, yeah, David Cross, David Cross, Tobias. Kinke, I would, even though I think even though that guy's kind of a shithead. I personally would like. Um, I would like Doctor Garth Marenghi to be played by Jim Sterling. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Because, just you know, it's an honor. And who do, who do we have? Who do we have in the Liz Asher role? Who are we feeling? For Liz Asher, um, I, I want I want like I, I want someone who's like extremely Liz. I want like a dyke in this role. Can we get Phoebe Bridgers? I was gonna say Tignataro, but that's also good. <laughs> does is Phoebe, does Phoebe Bridgers act or does she just sing? I feel like she could. <laughs> you think Phoebe Bridgers could do this shit? I think Phoebe Bridges would love this show. Okay. Uh, Baz at Comfy Coils asks, has anyone close to you ever, has anyone close to any of you ever exploded? That one hit close to home. Deeply emotional scene. Uh, yeah, actually. When I was about uh, four years old, my best friend, Sean, uh, just spontaneously combusted one day. Just really, that, that, that boy just got ripped from head to toe by some unknown force. The doctor said there was a bomb in his tummy, but I never believed yes. that. Um, yes, uh, someone close to me has exploded. Um, it was uh, a character from the video game series Metal Gear, and you know where the joke is going. I'm not going to finish the joke. Thank you for your time. Yep. Uh, the Cave Story 3D speedrunning community at Supreme Dirt asked, if you were a burrito, what That's kind of Amber. burrito would you be? Um, Amber... I would be a steak burrito from Chipotle with double white rice, um, tomato salsa, light medium salsa, uh, corn salsa, um, no beans, maybe the fajita vegetables if they're looking good, and then um, light sour cream, light cheese, and lettuce. Uh, I would also be a a burrito from Chipotle, but it's just, it's chicken, hot salsa, sour cream, and cum. Is Is there rice? Uh, like two two pieces of it, <laughs> two grains. <laughs> it's really just. It's really it's a challenge. Like, it's really more like a water skin than anything. <laughs> I hate you, that. You I just, hate you that. You just kind of bite one end open and just slurp the fluids out. It's like a. It's like a meat sauce. <laughs> it's like a really bad sausage. Uh, Ace at Still Towel asked, "Does Matt Very have the bo- have the best voice ever? Yes or hell yes? I'm just gonna say yes on this one. His voice is pretty. I'm gonna good. say yes. I'm gonna give a classic yes. Uh, which is the most handsome resident of the Dark Place? I'm gonna say that's Dean Lerner for me. From this one's oh, that, sorry, that one's from that one's from Pez Stan at Snug Crow. For me, I'm going to say the most handsome resident of the Dark Place is Doctor Rick Sanchez. He's got the flow on the hair. He and does that's have the flow." It. Uh, Julia at Scumfutch wants to ask, Dark Place and the Void take place in the same universe. Discuss. What's the Void? I don't know. So, sure. Confirms. And lastly, my bloody Valentine listener at Panic Hippie asks, is this Weezer? Yes. Yes, yes it is. And also, get the band um, back together. Friends... For, get the band back together and do, uh, <laughs> I, I want them to do the, uh, 
you know the rem- the not the remix the 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 shit post someone made of uh say it ain't so where every line is just like an auto uh, a differently uh a, like a fucked up version of wrestle with jimmy wrestle yeah. with jimmy yeah that's the one that's the one for sure um Burn. and one of my friends Burn. who replied wrestle with jimmy <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends on a locked account who replied also said is this weezer are you joining weezer are you <laughs> yes via podcast but um on the real answer um no i am not rivers cuomo would never let a woman join weezer <laughs> Even if I wanted to, I would not be allowed inside the Weezer compound. Yeah. All right. So that's gonna that's that's it for this episode. That well, that's it for this movie or this 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 program. We are closing the book on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and we are now moving into recommendations. What do you do? You want to go first? I can go first if you if you need some time to prep something because I I will have a let lot you go first. Do I okay. have to recommend? Does like to, specifically does, horror? Do no, I have to does recommend? Not to be horror does not have to be a movie. It can be literally anything. Once my co, my former co-host did once recommend pouring river water into your shoe because it is cheap, easy, and free. <laughs> it is. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be you know what time it is. It's the spring anime season. It's here once again. I've started watching literally ten plus shows, and the thing is that like normally by this point I've seen enough of the some of the shows to be like oh, okay this probably this one probably isn't for me. But the thing is like every show I've checked out has been like good enough to cut to get me back for at least the next couple of episodes. So I'm gonna be watching a lot of anime this season. So that's gonna be my recommendations for Walt. My first recommendation for this season is uh, the anime of Horimiya, which is a uh, romantic comedy anime about a very uh, a popular girl at school who's pretty, but in her off time she has to be basically a full time like stay at home older sister be- when she's not in school because her mom is like a a, a a doctor or something and is just working all the time at the hospital and someone has to take care of her younger brother and cook dinner and clean the house and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other character is this this really reclusive shy boy named Miyamura, and he uh, his his secret identity is that he's secretly like just like. It has a ton of piercings and tattoos. It's just kind of like a punk-looking boy, and they, okay. they they run into each other one day, and they it's it's a meet cute, and they are like, "Oh shit, you're in my class! Oh shit, you're in my class! You do this!" And then yes. it's just it's really cute. It's really funny. The first two there's only two episodes out, but it's like, listen, you you know you know a romance comedy anime is like really good when I'm the one saying straight rights. Like there, I'm giving yeah. the straight rights for this one because it's really cute. Horimiya. can't recommend it enough. I um, cannot say straight rights, but I appreciate the recommendation. Sorry, I'm saying straight. I'm saying straight rights for this one. This is the one straight couple that has rights. Take me off of this show. Honestly, I no. call them. I, I call them a straight couple, but the thing is that like, there's there were like four in in intimation. Like there there's a line in the first episode where uh, Miyamoto gets asked the male the male guy, the, the 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 guy gets asked. Why don't like they're having a conversation about some other guy who had like just out who had just asked out Horisan the the girl mm-hmm. and he's uh, Miyamoto is like yeah he's like a really nice guy you should give him a chance and she's like why don't you fucking date him then and the his first response is oh, I don't think would be a good fit yeah that's Which cute I, I like that is. he's he's bisexual like good for him so, me too I do by, that by rights thank you okay yeah I'm down what My... do you gotta recommend. My first recommendation is um, 
Well, first off, Mio flavored water enhancer. Um, we had a big old talk about Mio flavored water enhancer at the beginning of the show. We're going to have a big old talk about it right now. Uh, except not really. I've said all I have to say about it. It's good. My second recommendation is why not watch Scream again? Just watch Scream. Scream. It's a great movie. It's a really good movie. Just watch Scream. And then, um, I'm also going to recommend, uh, listen to the album The Baby by Samia and listen to the EP Once in Future by my friend Holiday Kiss. Nice. Um, and, uh, play, um, let's see here. Let's see what video games, uh, play, play some video games. Play, uh, Spelunky 2. Play Super Smash Brothers Melee. Do play it, but don't play it too much. Play some of it. Play a little bit. <laughs> play just enough. Alright, um, so, where can people... Mona, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is an absolute delight to finally have you on. What, I'm where glad can, to be here. Where online can people find you? People can find me online on twitter.com slash nonbinary, which is non-binary, but the I is actually a lowercase l. Don't tell anybody. Um, people can find me... Um, I think that's it, actually. You can find me on Discord if you know what my Discord is, but if you don't, you can't find me there. Yeah. Um... I'm on Telegram. I'm on um, Yahoo. You can find me on um, AIM. You can um, find me on Club Penguin Reborn. Um, Reddit. Friendster. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and thank you, listening audience, for listening to this week's episode of Fear Baiting. We are at thank Fear Baiting you. on Twitter, uh, Fear Baiting on Patreon. Uh, we're recording this episode late, so this is not going to get early access to patreon so you're probably you probably know that because you did not see the thing in your patreon feed sorry my bad um no that's on me i just planned the week really poorly uh you can but still patreon.com slash fear baiting uh supports the podcast one dollar a month gets you uh early access to the episodes when we get them done early five bucks a month gets your name out of the podcast as well as a movie or, uh, uh not a movie sorry uh, a message read uh on the and a message that you can send in. I haven't received one of those in a while. Feel free to send one. Ten bucks a month gets you all of that. Plus, uh, you get to make us watch a movie at gunpoint. You get to point a gun at our head and say, "Hey, fucking watch Ducktales the movie." I don't know if they're. I don't know. If I would let you point a gun at me for free. <laughs> yeah, you'll just you'll just you can, people can just do that shit for free at you. <laughs> Follow me at gun. <laughs> so thank you. Very- um, add me on Parlor. Uh. Okay. Uh, so thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, and Michael Kaiser. We love you all so much. Thank you also to Matt GameCube and Noisepace.xyz for hosting this podcast and so many other great ones. Thank you to Seda, uh, the person who made the music for the the person who made the intro and outro music for this podcast. Uh, find them making music under people you meet outside of bars. Head to GayGothVibes.online. Thank you very much to Blair Kitch, who was my constant editor at Blair Kitch. Uh, on Twitter to to check him out. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at SunHatGenya and listen to me on some of my other podcasts, such as The Wonder Yerks, which just pushed out a new episode the other night, which is an anim- which it's an Animorphs podcast. You can listen to Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, the Leftism podcast for the Terminally Online that I'm sometimes on. You can listen to Special Grade Snacks, which is coming back next week because Jujutsu Kaisen is back because it's a Jujutsu Kaisen rewatch, or not rewatch, watch-along podcast. 
um, which is, and I hate controversial opinion, but I think it's a pretty good show. Um, I think that's everything. I'm on, I think I already said my Twitter, so that's it. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Ramona. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.